The RBA has put the rates on hold again, which is a couple of consecutive months and this should start turning the market in terms of consumer sentiment, but not for everyone. What we've seen clearly over the last couple of years is the disparity between the rich and the poor and this divide getting bigger and bigger here in Australia. So in this video, I wanna share with you exactly what my thoughts are around what happens next and what the effect of this pause actually means. Because some people on the surface go, it's just another pause, boring day, let's continue. But there's a lot more happening under the surface that I really want you to know about. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. My mate Philip Lowe is actually out of the RBA. He's left and now we have someone else replacing him. But is that really going to make a difference? I know the famous quote going around, which was in 2021, early 2022, when Philip Lowe had come out and he said, hey, look, we're probably not going to put up rates until 2024. And everyone else really followed and the markets took off. That was pretty much the peak of the market. Since then, we've had like more than 400 basis points of increases and now we're finally pausing. It almost feels like we can take a breath and go, okay, maybe we're not gonna have uncertainty next month and the month after that and the month after that. And every time that we have a bit more stability, that means consumer confidence should rise, but we haven't really seen that materialize in the numbers that come out. However, I can tell you some intel when it comes to the buyer's agency, the people I speak to, and even the comment section down below is that people are shifting their view from going, oh, the rates are gonna go up forever. We're gonna hit 19 or 20%. Inflation's out of control and it's gonna continue going high. If you look at the data and you annualize it, over the last couple of months, the data is pointing to one thing, which is not so much about inflation, it's more about disinflation. After disinflation, we have deflation. Deflation is where we ultimately wanna get, but not too far in. And what I mean by that is the RBA actually wants to slow down the economy, which is why the interest rates went up in the first place. Now that they've increased it so high, they've sort of gone, let's just wait and see if we've over-tightened or we need to go a bit further. Now, earlier this year, they actually paused and then they followed that with an increase and that caught everything everyone off guard. At the time I came out on the channel and I was like, this is a stupid decision, but it turns out it was actually pretty good. But now have they gone too far is the question. Usually these rates take some time to get into the system. And although there was a lot of talk about the fixed rate mortgage cliff and all of that's gonna absolutely capitulate the market, we are starting to see those listings increase. Now, notably they're coming from investors first, but we're starting to see it a lot more in bigger areas. And we're gonna jump into some statistics in a second. But if you looked at that data alone and said, okay, well, supply is increasing, so that means prices should decrease. If you just had that information, then yes, you would be correct. But what we're seeing is mass levels of demand, which to some is really surprising because interest rates actually haven't dropped. They've just stabilized. So it doesn't mean that there's an increase in borrowing capacities. It just means that more people that were sitting on the sidelines are now ready to enter. And when they start entering, the media loves to get involved. And what we're seeing right now is a bit of FOMO. Buyer FOMO is about to explode as rates stay on hold, SQM research suggests. The RBA's decision to keep interest rates on hold for the third consecutive month at 4.1% could spur stronger buying activity over spring, fueling sharper price increases, SQM Research says. I think buyer demand will increase given another pause in interest rates, said SQM Research Managing Director, Lewis Christopher. The fear of missing out is about to explode as buyers who have been waiting on the sidelines for prices to fall realize that the market has bolted and are now responding by buying in. I think they will continue now that interest rates are more likely to remain on hold for some time and it's very likely that we will see ongoing price increases through to at least the end of the year and probably 
probabilities are increasing that we'll see a strong start to the calendar year 2024 in terms of price increases. Pause. Now, when we understand that there's certainty in the market, we are going to have more action, right? That's not just from buyers, it comes from sellers as well. So we should naturally see those increases in listings. Now, the demand is largely gonna be driven by who can actually borrow. We know that a lot of people have been affected by the high interest rate. And what that's caused people to do is some, yes, have sat on the sidelines and said, I can't buy anything, but others have gone, well, I can't buy in Sydney, I can't buy in Melbourne. Let me look at what's happening in Perth. Let me look at what's happening in regional centers and Queensland. You might be in that boat where you've got a capacity of 400K or 450K and you're like, I can't buy a house and I definitely don't wanna buy a unit in a capital city. So what's my next best option? I go and research myself. And if you can't do the research, you wanna outsource the research, due diligence, and we do it all for you, then definitely go check out this video and you can book a free call in the description box below to know how we actually help clients do this so they outsource it, continue living their life, and we go and do all the rough stuff. Vendors are starting to respond to the rising house prices and stabilizing interest rates as evidenced by the surge in new listings across the country's biggest housing markets. Fresh stock across Sydney jumped by 10.5% to 13,780 homes last month, which is the largest amount of new stock to hit the market for any month of August since records started. Melbourne also posted a strong start to the spring selling season. New listings climbed by 12.6% to 15,075, the highest amount since 2016. Canberra, which had a 22.2% lift in fresh stock, recorded the largest increase for any capital city. It's clear that vendors are feeling more confident this year than this time last year, which I think is due to a combination of better than expected buy activity over the course of 2023 and the increasing likelihood that the RBA has reached its terminal rate, said Mr. Christopher. So terminal rate essentially means the highest point they're gonna go in this rate hiking cycle. And now everyone turns their attention. Well, not everyone, because there's still some people that are doomsdayers and suggest that prices are still gonna fall. And we've seen prices go up pretty much all year. So if you're in the camp that you're negative Nancy and you're gonna sit there and say, well, prices are gonna come down. Fair enough, that's your choice. But that's an opinion and it's completely driven by emotion, possibly by the fact that you hope that markets come down so you can buy. Now, I have that inherent emotion too. I would love the market to collapse by 10, 20, even 30% because that'll allow me to go and build bigger positions. But do I actually think it's gonna happen? Well, that's when we have to rely on actual data. Well, we have to see what's actually happening on the ground floor. Now, there are some capital cities that are still recording suburbs with a decline of more than double digits in 2023, but you don't hear about that. Equally, there are some areas that have grown by double digit already in 2023 and probably record closer to 15 to 20% growth this year, but they're not also being spoken about. What we definitely know is that Sydney and Melbourne are the biggest markets. If Sydney and Melbourne are starting to do things and it starts making headlines, what do you think happens next? Some people could cash out of their positions there, either downsize in Sydney or move to a different capital city and go and invest regionally. And I've seen that a lot because we've had some clients that have done exactly that. Agents are coming in saying, hey, here's your sales appraisal. And six months ago, it was about 10% less. So if you're suddenly getting 10% more here in this market and you've always wanted to move somewhere else and that market hasn't moved by 10%, guess what? People are cashing out here and going across over there. They're making the most of what this selling season will look like. And it's the first time we've seen some certainty over the better part of 12 months. So naturally we're gonna see higher stock levels. Now Sydney house prices rise to hit 10% this year as recovery firms up. This is very different to what you could have seen in headlines even earlier this year when everyone was suggesting that yeah, property prices were not only gonna drop, they were absolutely gonna collapse. And I was also saying that, look, I have been wrong on the channel, but this was definitely not one I missed. Where I said the bottom of the market is in and around first quarter of this year in 2023, that's when I went and bought everything that I could possibly buy. And I even came out on the channel, you can check it out here, where I talk about the three properties I just bought. In addition to a couple of more properties I had bought only a month after that as well. And I truly believed that we were at a point where even if we had rates increased from that point, it would have been a max of 50 basis points. And when I looked at my numbers and I had the buffers in place already, I was also very comfortable if the rates went much higher than that. Now what we've seen 
seen is over the last six months, three of those months have been a pause. So we haven't really seen rates go through astronomical levels and we're already starting to see the effects of it. Now that gives me a lot more confidence to know that we're at the terminal rate, we've reached the peak. Now we're changing our view from going, how many more increases do we have to at what point do we have to start cutting? And the reason we have to start cutting is because we technically have a recession here in Australia and nobody's talking about that either. It's a per capita recession. I made a whole video on this on this channel only a couple of days ago. Definitely go check this out because it is very important that you're aware of what the main media isn't telling you and what most people on the street are telling you. Because at the end of the day, men lie, women lie, the data does not lie. So keep in touch with the market here because when it takes off, and I believe it's already started those initial movements, the momentum's building. When it takes off and you still are holding back saying, I can borrow, but I don't want to because I think markets are gonna drop, you might miss the opportunity to purchase that home and now you're having to pay an extra 10 or 20% higher in about 18 months time. I'm not telling you to FOMO, I'm just reading what's coming out in terms of data and now I'm seeing the media catch on to it as well. Sydney home prices resumed rising at a faster clip in August, increasing 1.1% over the month and defying any expectations of a double dip downturn in values, data from CoreLogic shows. Home values also re-accelerated in Melbourne, Brisbane and Canberra, but slowed in Perth and Hobart. The rate of Sydney house prices growth had eased to 0.9% in July. That was the smallest gain since prices began rising in February and sparked concerns that the market was in danger of a tipping back into a downturn. Having another downturn is probably it. We're gonna have a dead cat bounce when it comes to prices. We're gonna fall much lower. There was so much negativity and pessimism in the environment and I said, this is the time to go. I'm glad for every other client that jumped on board during that time. There's still plenty doing it today, which is great. It would have been better six months ago, but I can tell you now, you won't regret it in six months from now. It's clear the housing market has moved through the downturn phase and the recovery has spread out and become established. So I'd say the risk of a double dip downturn is looking less possible with each month, going by further rises in housing prices, he said. Despite tighter lending and lower borrowing capacity, buyers are clearly still finding ways to enter the housing market and absorbing the additional stock. Rising home values might also motivate home owners to hold on until interest rates start to come down as they start seeing the benefits of rising prices and their home ownership. What does all of this mean? Well, I think it's all directly correlated to your understanding of emotions and what you're reading out there. Take this as a learning curve if you've gone out there over the last 12 months and said, I'm going in, I'm buying what I can. And then also think about your actions over the last 12 months if you didn't. And maybe you sold property, maybe you didn't make decisions or made decisions based on the fact that you read something, were influenced by someone and really take note and learn from this opportunity. I think the reason why I found success in my investing career so far and also growing the buyer's agency to the point it has is because I've been able to use every obstacle as a learning opportunity. If I haven't made a certain decision, I need to understand why. Otherwise, I'm gonna still make those decisions. I'm gonna still make those mistakes over and over again. The amount of people this time around have come back and said, Ravi, I'm buying, let's go. And these were the same people that missed out in 2020 and 21 is amazing to see because they've actually gone and learned what negative emotions they were carrying during that time where there was peak pessimism and saying, hey, prices are gonna fall by 30%. The same guys came out and said, hey, they are gonna fall by 30% because of this, 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 and this reason. But it didn't really actually happen. Now what we're seeing is there's a bit more fear around the recession. I made a video on this channel about that. We have so much more interest in the inflation narrative and how that's dropping off. The cost of living crisis is being felt, but the reality is that the market's gonna move with or without you. And the most 
most important thing to focus on is how do you build buffers into your own plans? How do you go and strategize and implement, execute those plans rather than just sitting on the sidelines because some Joe Blow told you, yeah, I think the market's gonna collapse. The next phase of what happens in this housing cycle is easier credit and government policy. So if you think about it, right? And this is a bit of a cheat sheet to how the next 12 to 18 months goes. You've got calls for even Dan Andrews urged to scrap stamp duty to ease the housing crisis. You don't have enough homes being built. Interest rates are at the point where they may be at the terminal rate start dropping. You then have tax cuts coming in 2024, which isn't really being spoken about at the moment. Come Jan 1st of 2024, you've got a host of other additional policies from the government to incentivize people to go and buy. And the elephant in the room is how many people are coming to this country? When the GFC happened, I think we were having about 100 to 150,000 people coming to the country to save the country. Now we're recording like 500 to 600,000 people coming. And you've got to ask yourself, if we've got the lowest amount of available stock on the market now than we did even over the last 10 years, where are they staying? Before you jump on the bandwagon of shitting on the immigration policy, really think about what they're doing. They need more people to come in, insulate what's happening to the economy because it's collapsing. And now we're gonna have all these new taxpayers to help us sort of get a softer landing. But I think we're still gonna have a recession here in Australia, whether it's in six months, whether it's in 18 or 24 months, all I know is that you need to know your emotions are in check, have plans, execute them and get out when you need to. And your situation is different to everyone else's. So you need to make decisions based on your own strategy if you need help, go and visit the website. You'll find some client reviews as well, their journey as well. But if you have enjoyed this video, smash that like button, hit the subscribe button, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.